I'm recording. I am recording as well. Hello, guys. Hello. Welcome to Wing It at the West Wing Podcast. My name is Andrea, and I'm joined with my friend, Sarah Johnson. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> she's Did you miss me? She's back. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's filling in for Sally. And we are going to talk about Evidence of Things Not Seen, Season 4, Episode, I believe it's 20? 20. We're getting down to it. There's only a, a handful more before the season finale. It's true. Which is cr- crazy. So let's do a quick TikTok so we can discuss the major plot points. Yes. And then we will sing to kick us off. We shall. So what happens in this episode? Poker game. Po- <laughs> oh, man. I really want to put poker face underneath this. So I might have to do it. Poker game. Sorry. Poker game. So it's everybody's... It's everybody's night off. I don't know how they got yeah, the night off. Yeah, that was my but I... first question, actually, in my notes, was how in the world are all of the senior staffers off on the same night? Do they have, like, a designated night off? They must. I feel that's terrifying for the country, but okay. I hope that's not true. Because they don't, they don't rest enough? Oh, Who's I... working? Who's working is the question. Leo. Oh. Because Leo never gets a day off. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah I really, we really need to ask somebody how that works. Mm-hmm. I want to know how, how often they get to play poker. Yeah. And it's so the Equinox, of, too. It is the Equinox, which is so mm-hmm. fitting because last night was yep. the Vernal Equinox. It was. In, re- in real life. Thanks. So I would imagine that some of you diehard West Wing fans tried the egg trick that CJ is going on about in this episode. I was going to try the egg trick. Don't tell me you've trick. never tried it. I was going to, but not? then I realized I ate my last egg for breakfast yesterday morning. So. Oh, Sarah. I know. I didn't plan. I didn't you're plan you're not well. a true fan. I'm not. No. <laughs> you should have gone without breakfast Why am just I so here? we could know if the egg trick worked. I know. Sorry, guys. I let everyone down. I bet someone oh. out there has done it, though. So yes. tell us what happened. We got to know. Or else I have to wait till the next well, one. Yes, I did check on, uh, I almost said BuzzFeed, on West Wing Reddit, mm-hmm. and I think some people on there have tried it, and if any of you are from Reddit, just let us know. Yeah. Um, also, we have a special guest star in this episode, yes. da da Matthew Perry. Yay! I was very excited Miss, about this. Miss Chanandler Bong. I know. Himself. I almost just called him Chandler, like... The whole up. I just, he's just Chandler. It was wonderful. I know. It was hard to take notes on him because I was thinking like Matthew and Chandler, mm-hmm. and then in, on the episode, he's called Joe. 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 He's not a Joe. No, he's not. He's not but I liked that he was there. And actually, last night, because I'm traveling and apparently I live in hotels now, uh, I was watching Friends on Nick at Night. Last night, which is terrifying that friends could be on Nick at night well, because when I was little, it was like, I love Lucy or something. It's true. But family matters. I, step by step. Yeah. But it was delightful to watch it for perhaps too long. Never too long. There is some development with Charlie and Zoe. The whole cold opening, I believe, or not the, not the cold opening, but the previously on the West Wing is mm-hmm. all about ch- Charlie and Zoe. I respectfully... I respectfully disagree. Yes. I just loved it. I love Charlie. Oh, he's so great. But for all that setup in the previously on, there's very little that happens yeah. with them in this episode. <laughs> Nothing, really. I thought more. Yeah. I thought yeah. more was going to happen. But 
more is indeed coming down the pike. It's true. Also, they lost an unmanned spy plane over Russia. That's not terrifying. Whoops. President <laughs> has to call President Shigorin and tell them, like, hey, we need that plane back. And also, we weren't spying on you, bro, but we need the plane back. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of a predicament. Mm-hmm. And also, man, there I guess there was a lot more going on this episode beside the poker game. There were shots <laughs> fired at oh, the yeah. briefing room. That's, yeah. They went on lockdown, Sarah. There were shots fired while Will, Toby, and CJ were in the briefing room. Nobody got hit, but it did crash the West Wings. Yeah. So there were a lot of high stakes going on here. Yeah. It was a bigger episode he, than, it, than I think anyone expected, kind of from the outset. But they kept it all pretty chill. You didn't know it was going to be quite as big as it ended up being. It was a good episode, I thought. True. I did. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So, um, let's sing, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. It just makes you feel good. That was my ringtone for a really long time on my phone. I know. I feel like I should change it back to that. I think I might keep my phone not on silent if that was the ringtone again. So I probably should switch. Just gives me warm fuzzies maybe, when I hear it. Maybe you should send that to your friend Andrea so she has it. Because she only has that version that that boy was singing and we don't listen to that anymore. Oh, no, no, no. We don't want versions <laughs> that boys sing. We want the original. No. We don't take sloppy seconds. Exactly. Whoa. hey Um, Okay, so where should we start? Where, where would you like to begin? Well, um... I think we have to start with the poker game because it just sort of goes throughout the whole episode. And even though there were, you know, quite a few heavier things in this episode with the missing planes and the shooting and such, they still sort of kept the levity through the whole episode, especially with Will, Toby, and CJ um, with like the egg and the equinox and the poker game. Yeah, And I kind of really appreciated that because... I don't know. You just got to see their personalities even when people were shooting at them again. Oh, and the other thing, I feel like back-to-back episodes where on one episode they all could potentially die in an airplane. And then the next episode, the same people get shot at. (laughs) Yeah. What's up with that, Aaron Sorkin? (laughs) Like, really? Yeah. It's like pretty intense back-to-back for the president and, you know, CJ and Will, at least. But yeah, so... We've got the poker game. We've got Donna asked someone to come meet Josh or Josh to meet someone who's the candidate for the associate council position, which is our yes. good friend. Ha ha. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. I see what I or did there. Joe, Joe Quincy, as yeah, it were. No, he'll never be which, Joe. It's Chandler. He's just Chandler. It, yeah. Sorry, guys. If you haven't seen Friends, I don't really know what to tell you. Oh, other than you should probably go watch Friends. But after you finish watching all of the West Wing and listening to Well, us. of course. you got to have your priorities in order. Yeah. So, but it's funny because at this point, like Sarah said, they are interviewing someone for the Associate Counsel's Office. And so this is the first time, maybe not the first time, but one of the few mentions of Ainsley yeah. after she was gone off to Mandyville, mm-hmm. so sadly... She got, um, quite a, she got quite a few mentions, actually, in this episode. Yeah, and Josh says that he missed Ainsley and that they need another sexy conservative with a strange name, which perfectly sets up Matthew Perry, although exactly. his name is not well, that Joe. strange. 
a strange tall. Unless but. you say Chenandler Vong. Like there that's, you go. That, See? That's, that's that would have worked. <laughs> Miss Chenandler Vong. Oh, so great. So I guess we can talk more about Matthew Perry for a moment and his involvement. Uh, I love that Donna says basically that she thinks that Matthew Perry is handsome, but oh, she that doesn't whole because exchange. the whole time she's talking to Josh, that the whole, whole thing exchange was, is perfect. What? So it's she's perfect. saying that. Other people would find him handsome, but she only has eyes for Josh. Mm-hmm. So she's like, this is the weird thing about Josh and Donna. Because sometimes they are so obviously flirting. Yeah. And then there are other times where she makes a joke out of flirting, mm-hmm. which totally subverts it. But here's so the thing with that, like, though. You have to think that after four seasons of her flirting with him. And him still not getting it, you just have to start making a joke out of it because it's like, okay, seriously, you either would feel really embarrassed about it or you're just like, dude, come on. But she definitely made a joke out of it kind of perfectly in this in this first, what was second scene maybe or something. Um, I thought it was great. I really liked the back and forth little it's, yeah, moments. the back and forth was great, but all I'm saying is that she brought the mixed signals on this one, and she it's not did. the first time where she's she's been like, "Oh, you're the like the king of my world, you're my man, you're my guy," yeah. you know. And it's yeah. like, well, no wonder it's confusing for both of you because none of you can just say how you actually feel. True, but it's true, but you know why actually say how we feel when we can pretend we don't feel that way and make jokes about it. <laughs> Again, so true to real life. Yeah. Also. I do love the scene with Josh and Matthew Perry because the whole time Josh is kind of bumfuddled. Like he's just like, he can't quite put a word on it. He's suspicious of him, but he finds suspicious. him to be His sixth smart. sense, his spidey sense, if you will, is tingling a yeah. little bit. Yeah. He's kind of on the back foot mm-hmm. or something. I can't mm-hmm. find the right word for it. And Matthew yeah. Perry is kind of nervous throughout the scene too. Mm-hmm. Which is fun to see, because I feel like we don't normally see him in that kind of role. It definitely took them a little bit to sort of find their groove. They definitely were not on the same page. I think he called him Hector in the beginning. He's like, are you Hector? And he's like, no, Hector, what? No, Joe. Well, Donna gave him the wrong file or the wrong name or something. But I thought it was funny. But yeah. Anytime you can sit down with someone and be like, is your name Hector? And it's not. It just gets awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really awkward. But um, no, uh, you could tell that that. Josh definitely thought something was up. Couldn't put his finger on what definitely wasn't, you know, opening his arms and welcoming Joe easily Mm -hmm. um, into the White House or the situation at all. And because he's not met him before. I think that's the the other major reason. It's like, why? What I would know about you. Like, why don't I know about you? Right. Who are you? And then, of course, they come to find out that, hey, he's a Republican. But yep. what I really liked about that, and I know we're sort of like running ahead to the to the end of the episode with that one, but um, was when he, they found out he was a Republican and Donna was in the room and he said, Josh said something about, she said, yeah, he's Ainsley Hayes. <laughs> and, and Joe was like, what? And Josh didn't get it either. And she clearly meant, yes, she's like, he's somebody's Ainsley Hayes. Somebody's going to think that. He's the good looking. Yeah. You know the attractive Republican, mm-hmm. and you could, when you could see it when Josh finally got it, you could tell maybe his maybe his ego was bruised a teeny tiny bit. But again, he's being yeah. stupid, so you don't feel bad for him because mm-hmm. she already tried flirting with him at the beginning of the episode. But you know, whatever, it's fine. 
And we we will talk about other things besides Josh and Jana. Josh and Jana. Josh and Jana. Yes, because there was a shooting. Yes. And so first of all, we go from playing poker, which is super fun. Also, I love that Leo, ever the foodie, is like all about the different food snacks they've got going on. About like the sandwiches and all that stuff. And then it escalates to this like, oh, I bet you can't throw a card and hit the fifth row in the in the mm-hmm. briefing room thing. Yep. So and then it's the sixth row and then the sixth row with a face card and then, you know, just <laughs> upping the ante every time. Meanwhile, poor CJ is just trying to get them to agree with her that it is possible to balance an egg on end <laughs> during the equinox. And that it's just sweet so girl didn't human. give up. See, like this one, this episode is a great example because when people say, I don't like politics, like I don't, why would I like the West Wing? Well, because it's about the people. It's not just about politics. You know, it's about the characters and I just thought it was delightful. I loved that Debbie Fitterer wanted to play in the game. And then of course, as soon as she starts flashing some cash, not only does Bartlett say that she can play, but he also asks to borrow money from her. So that was And then it turns out. She's really good at it. Mm-hmm. She's just cleaning up. Left and yeah. right. Don't underestimate the alpaca farmer. Don't do Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. Fitter I mean, for the real. Just going to say, you know, though I loved Mrs. Landingham dearly and was just crushed at her departure. Demise. Demise. <laughs> oh, I can't even talk about it, guys. It's so sad. So sad. You just but felt I, the need I to do include love. that. <laughs> yeah, I had to. But I do love um, Debbie. I do too. Federer. Federer. I don't even ever know how to pronounce Fitterer. her correctly. Fitterer. Yeah. Um, she's just, she's she's a great, she's great. I like there's, her. There's so she's many good fun. characters. I don't know what other series has the sheer volume of really good characters. And, well and thought out. Yeah. Well executed. I honestly, I mean, Lost was... An amazing show, and it had an ensemble cast. But this, with the guest stars on this show, like I, I honestly don't know a single other series that can stack up against it. I didn't ever no. watch Mad Men, so I don't know. Well, about I mean, that or Elizabeth Moss moved on to Mad Men, so true. Let's there talk about let's talk about Zoe. We'll come back to the yeah. shooting, I suppose. But uh, well, I guess Zoe comes to the the White House because. She heard there about was a the shooting. Sh- there was a shooting, so she might want to go check on her people, which Donna also did. And they did. They locked down. They locked down the building because of the two other the missing planes and the two other like the Russian plane and was there was another one I believe somewhere or some other. There's like a, a bombing in bombing Malaysia or, or something. Yeah. yeah, there were like two or three other terrorist attacks within the Ter- same yeah. day. So they're like, so Sorry. they locked it down. Yeah, gotta show. When it they down. when they allowed people to you know be mobile again zoe ran as fast as she could to check on her people her person if you will well her dad too so and her dad of course absolutely but also charlie in in this episode when bartlett says like where's charlie after they crash the white the white house and he's like no if i know charlie he's gonna be like jumping over whoever's trying to detain him and charlie comes like busting through the door in the oval and he's clearly been like huffing and puffing it to get there mm-hmm. and that was just like the sweetest it's so endearing the sweetest moment i loved it and then right after that he says well where's fitterer she's probably doing the same thing oh. and then she comes bounding in the door and it's just 
just warm fuzzies, guys. They just love their president. It's the fam. They're all there for each other. Great. But yeah, Zoe comes out. Charlie sees her. He's still trying to convince her they should get back together. Of course, Jean-Paul comes up in conversation because Zoe's going to go to France with him for three months because he's a bajillionaire, which I know is not a word. No one has to tweet that in. $500 million, though. It might be. Yeah. It's for five hundred thousand million dollars. It should be, um, and yeah, but obviously Charlie, you know, he finds out Zoe's going to be gone in France for three months, and he's not exactly thrilled. Yeah, it's not like she's going on a solo backpacking trip to eat, pray, love. Oh, no. She's going there oh, with no. Jean Paul, who is worse than Dean from Gilmore Girls. He's Ugh. just the the worst. The but, worst. So. Zoe asked Charlie why he doesn't like Jean-Paul. And I think like that's the dumbest question because clearly Obvious. even if he was a good guy, he'd hate him because he wants right. to be with with Zoe. However, why does he want to be with Zoe so much? I don't really get it. She's really you not know, that great to me. I I, don't I was going like to bring that enough up. time with her to like her that much. If there's one qualm I've had of late with the series and rewatching, it's that has stuck out to me a lot. It's it's like, why is Charlie so obsessed with Zoe? They don't have that much interaction on this show. They don't even insinuate that they're having interaction, even if, you know, Zoe's not on screen or whatnot. Um, it's kind of like he's got this weird obsession with her for some unknown reason. It doesn't make any sense. Now, love me some Charlie. And Zoe's fine, too. But she's also kind of mean to him a lot of times. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, Charlie, you can do better. I know she's the president's daughter. But yeah. I feel like you can do better. And the sweet boy, the sweet boy, he just keeps pursuing and keeps pursuing and keeps pursuing. I and think then she goes been... to France with Jean-Paul. Well, she wants to. What what yeah. will happen remains to be seen. But That's true. I actually don't remember what happens. <laughs> oh. Um, I haven't watched that episode. John Goodman? Do you remember? They... Oh, yes. They're... Yes, yes. Oh, it's yeah. Coming back. <laughs> That's all I need it's to say. It's all coming back. He doesn't happen to her. He's just involved in the in the mm-hmm. circumstance. Okay, yeah. so that's all my that's my little soapbox. It's not that I have anything against Elizabeth Moss by any means. It's just that like I don't I don't feel like we've gotten enough in the story of why she's so great to him or what's so unique about her. I would have liked that as a you know, as a whole on yeah. the whole. Whatever. I agree. I agree. For sure. Um, what else is happening in this well, episode? Bartlett has to sell a cover story for the plane thing to President Shigorin about why the the plane was there, and uh, wasn't it didn't really go super well. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, um, definitely, yeah. was a challenging conversation for our dear president. I cannot believe that he had to do that on the fly because basically he has to say that they weren't spying, but they were. And so they come up with this lie of why they were, why they had an aircraft in there in the first place. And so basically they say, oh, they were doing some sort of geological research and it was taking photographs. And then they're like, oh, we'll just take those photographs. We're interested in that stuff too. Like how... Do they think of the adjustments to make when they're on yeah. the phone? I don't know. And I like that the, the drama of anytime there's more than one person listening on the line and you have a translator, 
Yeah. It's so foreign sounding that it really, it makes it feel more dramatic to me. Yeah. So I always yeah. like those scenes that are in the Oval where Bartlett's... I mean, this one felt dramatic for sure. Yeah. Ugh. It definitely did. But, I mean, he handled it quite well. Yes. It didn't... It, it didn't... <laughs> he wasn't buying it. The the Russian president was just not... He wasn't buying it. But uh, Bartlett held his ground. Yeah. And, and uh, then... If, and it just goes to show that Bartlett would just go ahead and be honest because this whole charade is bananas. You know? Yeah. He's just like, yeah. okay, we were flying over there. This is where we are. We need to fix yeah. the bigger problem, which is the fact that we don't trust each other. And right. call me when we figure this out. Exactly. It's Yes. No games. I can appreciate that. Bartlett for America. <laughs> let's, all, <laughs> let's all make t-shirts. I'm going to D.C. tomorrow. And I feel like I, I really should have a West Wing t-shirt at this point. But I don't. Oh, I might, we're going to have to fix that. Maybe I should just open up a whole store, or maybe there is a store that all ha- that has West Wing apparel in the D.C. area. If there's not, somebody should start it, and I should get it's a true. cut. It's true. I agree. I support this. I'll buy all that. Uh, I sure will. What else? Well, then, you know, once they lift the, the lock the bit on the room from the shooting, the which lockdown. turned out to not, yes, which turned out to not be a national terrorist attack. Um, Mm. Just a guy who was kind of crazy. Everyone leaves. And spoiler alert, CJ gets an egg. (laughs) Balances it. She She did it. And there's no one there. There's no one there. But I did see, I caught a blooper. What? In that scene. Yeah, I did. I did. Were they someone else's In the final scene. No, the clock on the wall. Oh. says midnight, which uh-huh. it was on the show, but on her watch, it says 4.35. Oh. So there you go. That's one little fun fact for y'all. I'm sure you're thrilled. You can go watch oh, the episode, man. freeze frame it. <laughs> there you go. Put it in your scrapbook, your Pinterest pile. of. I'm a wealth of, of useless knowledge a lot of times. <laughs> this would be one of them, but it's kind of fun. We should go on game shows. Way to go. I like bloopers, guys. I do. <laughs> So, I know. Anyway. And Bartlett said himself, he's like, what is this for the White House bloopers reel or something? When he's talking about having to talk to Shogorin. I would yeah. love for there to be a bloopers reel. It would be amazing. Oh, one other, when I was sort of doing a little research online a little bit more about this episode before I got a chance to watch it. Um, Zoe says when she's talking to Charlie about how she's been in the, the public eye so long and it's nice to sort of be with someone who, you know, the Frenchman who will remain nameless because I've already said it too many times this episode. Um, he, she likes being with him because, you know, he's keeps her out of the spotlight. And she's like going down the list of how many years she's been in the White House and then uh, the, the campaigning before that. And then she says that her father was governor of New Hampshire for eight years. Well, mm-hmm. you can only be governor for two years at a time, and you can only have two terms, which is what Bartlett did. So in reality, he was only the governor for four years. And again, doesn't seem like a big deal, <laughs> but I feel like Sorkin could have Googled that. I really do. <laughs> I like that been they, hard, bud. I like that they we finally caught up in terms of technology that they, I think they Googled, maybe not Google, but they did some sort of, probably a Lyco search of Ooh, the Equinox thing. <laughs> yes. 
Oh yeah, I'm reaching deep on that one. Um, that was that great. They, they did a computer internet search yes, they about did. the Equinox on the show, which I think is one of the few times that they actually use the computers. Like occasionally, mm-hmm. you'll see Josh like typing with his, you know, two fingers writing emails, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or CJ more so than anybody. Yeah. Toby's still yeah. writing on a, a legal pad. But they finally looked up on the internet. And it was funny. I love that quote where um, if you can't find any, like, if no one on the internet wants a piece of this, you have to wonder how far from the pack have you strayed? <laughs> yes. I That's love how it. I feel like that all yeah. the time on my Twitter it's feed. True. Yeah, there's just a lot of little things, like a couple different lines, like Josh to Donna. He's like, your sense of humor is a bit of a high wire act, isn't it? thought that was cute mm-hmm. also i love that joe quincy matthew perry uh that his backup plan as he's looking for jobs that his backup plan was the two hundred twenty-five thousand yep. dollar a year yeah you know law firm he really he wanted, wanted to, to be there. at did. the white house which just made yeah. you like him so much yeah oh and a little and i know i don't mean to go back to josh and donna but i did want to point out this fun little well, because we were talking about how she was, she kind of made a joke out of the flirtation and she kind of, it was her fault in that instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But she does say the part where he, Josh says to her, your sense of humor is a bit of a high wire act, isn't it? You're really trying to thread the needle. And she says, and half of it, you don't even get. Yeah, that's true. She does say that. Mic drop. Because uh. it's true. <laughs> because he doesn't get even half of it. So anyway, sorry. Oh that was my little, I had to scribble no, that really quickly at the end. But <laughs> so true. That's true. Don't even get it. Yeah, he don't get it yet. Nope. One day, uh, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, Toby with the lollipop. I don't know why. Yes. I, I think there's. <laughs> I think everything Toby does, I like. So. Well, because sorry you don't expect it. someone like Toby to have a lollipop. The word yes. lollipop and then Toby, they don't. I know. They don't go together. I know a lollipop's but like somehow, the happiest thing you can have, and Toby's not. How, how did it find its way to him? It's it's like this childish part that we don't believe existed in him. True. You know, like childhood Toby. I mean, he's just. But you gotta love him. You just got to love him. Yep. So, and we do we love you, Tobes. Richard Tobes. <laughs> I know. I called him Tobes. <laughs> Look, third run through of the series, at least. I, I think we've made it to Tobes. Yeah, sure, why not? I don't not? call CJ Siege yet. You know, the Deej, like, on Full Siege, House. Siege, like nope. DJ? Yeah. No. I don't Probably do Siege. for the best. Yeah. But Tobes, I like it. <laughs> okay. Sorry about it. So, I mean, I guess, title of the episode, Evidence, evidence of Things Not Seen, CJ is just really optimistic after yeah. the shooting, and so she and Toby have a brief conversation about faith, and she mm-hmm. just talks about that she has faith, which is the evidence of things not seen. And her faith is in kind of the human spirit and humanity. And obviously Toby doesn't have quite so much faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. There's So there's some funny scenes that have to do, or some funny dialogue that had to do with that. But yeah. I always think that it's strange, the, the, the episode titles that they pick. Yeah. Like, of that whole episode, I feel like they just could have called it Equinox, or like, I don't know. Well, I think the evidence of things not seen, and 
there's a lot of levels that I think it kind of fit. And I always go for, I like it when they go for sort of the unexpected titles for things and songs and books and movies and whatnot. And um, I, this one, the, the title to me sort of insinuated that the episode might be a little more heavy than it ended up being. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was definitely some sort of life lesson moments kind of in it with, you know, believing, believing, choosing to believe in something, even if you don't see it that way at the moment and all that. So all in all, I have to say, it's a good episode. Yeah. Solid. I really liked it. Yeah. And we got... Chandler Bing. Chandler Bong. Oh, we forgot to mention where Josh goes on about Donna. And he's like, how can you not like Donna? She's from Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Which if like, and I'm from Illinois, so that doesn't really register for me the way it's supposed to, because we're supposed to not like Wisconsin. It's Mm -hmm. like a board, it's a border rivalry or maybe a football thing, but it Mm -hmm. just shows like how endearing she is to him. Yes. Well, and also when he says that about her, you know, he's talking about how he and and Joe, you know, Joe hadn't, um, Joe's sort of pushing to find out why the, what happened with the shooting and why they locked down the White House. And he got, you know, finally, um, Josh told him it was because of the other two bombings and things that had happened. So they locked down the White House and all that. And then Josh sort of starts going on about how um, Donna had gotten a death threat in the mail. And just that whole thing of, um, you know, how can you, how can you threaten someone you don't even know? It's Donna. Who wouldn't like Donna? The person who sent that threat doesn't know Donna, doesn't even know anyone who knows Donna. Um, And yet they felt like it was okay and necessary to threaten the life of someone that they in no way, shape or form know. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, again, that was another sort of moment in the, se- in the episode and in the series that, um, you know, still speaks to what's going on right now in the world. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he did have that moment of levity. How could you not like Donna? She's from Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's true. And I, I really liked how they tied that whole thing in with, with right there. And it was, yeah, good on you, Sorkin. Again. Good on you. I thought your literary reflexes were cat-like. Yeah. <laughs> Just like <laughs> CJ in the shooting. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, well, MVP, what do you think? Ooh. Hmm. Good question. I mean, uh, CJ did get the egg to balance, but yeah. let's see who else. I don't know this one. I feel like kind of everyone was sort of on the same level. We could say Matthew Perry. I was gonna say Matthew Perry. I mean, he he definitely had the most chutzpah, if you will, being a Republican. Oh, I love that. Uh, thanks. Coming into uh, a, a very much non-Republican White House. Uh, True. And he really wanted to work there. And also, he Matthew Perry pulled off playing a very un-Chandler Bing role quite well. That's true. He did. So yeah, he really did. Um, yeah, I wonder I'm where that, that falls in the Friends lineage, like in terms of when he shot that. Well, this episode aired in 2003, I believe. So where uh, was where were they in Friends land? We have to call up the other question. podcast and ask them. Yeah, I bet we could figure it out. But it's got to be somewhere close. It's got to be around mm. the similar time. But yeah, he did a... Around season four? He did a good... Huh? Around season four? A Friends? I, I feel like it might be further... 
a lot. Yeah, maybe further. But uh, yeah, he did a he did a really nice he did a nice job. So yeah, I'll I'll say Matthew Perry, Joe, Joe something something, Joe Quincy, yes. Joe Quincy. There it is, not Hector. Yeah, the name's Joe. Joe Quincy. It's not Hector. Never has been. Never will be. Get it straight. MVP of this episode. Okay. Right there. Ding ding ding. All we right. Have a well. Winner. We do have a winner. If you guys want to talk more about this episode, if there are things that we missed or things that you don't agree with or that you so emphatically do agree with, send us your thoughts. We love reading them. The West Wing Podcast at gmail.com and Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're on all of them at Winging It Pod. So tell a friend, be a friend, and we'll see you slash talk to you. On the next episode, which is uh, Life on Mars. Yay. There you go. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Yes. Thanks for being here, Sarah. We will see you very soon. All right. Bye. Bye.